One of the most powerful words that I still use to this day, and I've been using it from day dot, is the word permission. Mm. Give yourself permission to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself permission to feel good. Wow. Give yourself permission to dream big. Mm. Give yourself permission to be a champion. Look, write this down. I, and then your full name, give myself, and then big words, permission mm. to be a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Again, we are going deep into the body, into the mind, into the soul, into that place. Well, what that place we talk about, but I'm not sure we really feel about. Do you know what I mean? This place within us, the place of consciousness, this place where, I don't know, I've been thinking about it as something like confidence. Where does the confidence come from? I don't know. It comes from a feeling. It comes from a series of actions. It comes from this place which seems logical, but when you really think about it, it's this whole other zone of us, this inner zone. And it gets so deep so quickly for me that it's a bit overwhelming. And I don't know, I've been kind of thinking about this idea of confidence during this lockdown period and how it's really affecting confidence. It's affecting how we feel. And I don't, you know, the, the interesting thing is, I don't know if you relate to this i suspect you do but it's hard to pinpoint what is exactly wrong apart from the obvious stuff virus affecting vulnerable potential of death right that's that's the threat but the feeling is confliction we're in our homes for the most part we're safe it's almost like that safety is it's it's rusting us, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging us in a way where, where if we're too safe, if it's, if it's, if there's not the potential threat of whatever normal life brings up, we end up turning on ourselves. And, and if you're like me, you're fighting hard against that. You're fighting hard to, to see the light within the dark and it just gets tricky. It gets tricky because you are not alone. You are with yourself. And that's what I mean. This place within, the person inside, the, the consciousness of us. And it's just mind-blowingly freaky to think about that in itself. Whew. Take a breath, Will. Let's get into it. The man is here to help us with this existential look internally on who we are. David Neath mental skills coach, mentor to to physical athletes, the, the, the warriors that we subscribe to, that we watch. Dave and I have an awesome chat. It's a hugely deep chat and I just want to get into it. I just want to get into it. I decided in this episode that I'm not going to bleep out the swear words because David loves to go for it and that's him. I'm cool with that. So, look, if there's little ones around, it might be time to introduce them to some F-bombs and S-bombs through David Neath. Uh, I think he's a good person to introduce your children to swear words because he can then take them on as clients and, and use that to build them stronger. Um, just having a bit of fun there. If you don't want your kids to hear the swearing, just, you know, maybe go for a long walk. Uh, chuck it on in the 
car when you're on your way to get fast food and um yeah blow your minds with us thank you dave for joining me on the podcast uh it's a real pleasure to get to know you i look forward to doing more with you in the future brother and uh yeah to all those who are joining us on the podcast for the first time or the hundredth and something time i just want to say you blow my mind and i thank you so much for joining me on this episode of please blow my mind with me will fleming what stimulated this? What did, yep. what did you do in the past? What, yeah. what was the motivation? Yeah, well, okay, we'll start there. And then I will, as I'm setting this up. So, yeah. <sighs> what am I? Uh, look, I have, I've thought about this for a long time. I, I don't know why I'm interested in talking to people who, um, let's say on its base level, a lot of the guests I have seem to have overcome some type of adversity or are actively helping people to come uh, get over it and i thought yeah or both and and sometimes it's it it is kind of you know returning from that you know whatever you went through and and that makes you stronger and i guess so so i'm i'm a product of a second marriage but i'm also 11 years younger than my older brothers and sisters okay and what they kind of provided me whilst well, my mum also came from Raro as a kid and the you know the goal of those early immigrants was to find a better life because it was yeah, so damn wanted, tough you know security, didn't they? exactly and mm. so her kind of goal for me was to have it completely opposite you know was to not struggle was to not be hungry and I mean <laughs> what that produces is someone like myself who who's <laughs> never been hungry who's never <laughs> had to struggle in a day and so I think from a really deep level i i'm i feel like i'm missing something because and i know that sounds strange bro but i i think what i'm doing is learning about trying to understand why there's such pain because i don't get it that's that's actually what i mean when i say i don't want to go back because it really hurts me to know that someone can want to take their life when i've never had a even a second to think to myself it's not worth living you know so, uh, you know, for you, it, it, was there a significant moment? Was it a suicide or, or something that stimulated this? No, no, no. What I've, uh, what I kind of feel like it's, it's somewhere ex- almost opposite where I've, mm. I've been cleared a path from every kind of potential threat, almost mm. cotton wooled maybe. Mm. And what that produced is a 20-something who didn't have a lot of drive because, you know, why? If your parents said, if, man, if it gets tough, come home. Why would I go well, out there and... You know, there was yeah. no... You know, one of the things that we talk about... Are we, are we actually... We're, we're, we're recording, okay. brother. So, I'll tell you something when it comes to something like motivation. Yeah. There's two types of motivation, basically. Mm. Either you're moving away from something, which is pain, or you're moving towards something which is, you know, uh, pleasure. Yeah. And sometimes the worst place to be, mate, is comfortable in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I think this is where, you know, in, in this, when you go back in history, I think, uh, you know, I was talking to my old man and uh, we were talking about, <clears throat> for some reason we started talking about his life a little bit and he got... Uh, constricted in for the for Vietnam but unfortunately what had happened is just before that he had actually lost his heart lost his hand in an accident 
which actually in some ways was a blessing. You know what I mean? He could have died. Who knows? Mm. Um, but, you know, for, for, for him, uh, in, in their history, you, you, you look at, uh, through history, we've had significant moments. And here we are in this modern world where, you know, we haven't been seriously in situations where you and I have had to put on a uniform or put ourselves into a situation where you could kill someone or mm. be killed yourself, you mm. know what I mean? You know, when you when you think, for me, my motivation came from uh, two great gentlemen, my uncle John and my, my granddad, who I idolised, and they both served, you know what I mean? And, mm. and what was interesting for me is that in the early days, it was very romantic to hold the rifle and the stories of the comradeship, and, and it was almost romantic. Yeah. Then later on in life, um, sort of towards their deathbeds, I started getting some real stories. And they were freaking horrific, mate. Right, right. You know, and, and I'm thinking, you know, for me personally, you know, we, we talk about things that shape us or motivate us to take action. I'm listening to these stories and I'm thinking, for me now I have a, a, a simple belief that I share with my clients and I, I, I say that, you know, out of respect for the men and women who gave their lives for our freedom, we as human beings today have a responsibility to be the best we can be and all we can be. Mm. And that's what drove me. Now, we talk about limiting uh, and through this evolution, you know, you start challenging yourself. Do you know what I mean? I ultimately, for me... uh, when you were talking earlier about fear, for me, there is nothing more powerful than being fearless. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and for me, that's something that I want to do with my clients, my athletes. You know, it's having them go to a place where uh, they're not arrogant in the sense that uh, they're, but they have an undoubtable belief in themselves. Mm. And when you have that, that is freedom, man. So is that slightly different to loving yourself, for example? Because, you know, look, quite often I'll, I'll get people say to me, and particularly because I like to I like to be liked, and I know that's quite a mm. common human trait, and yeah. I also like to help out where I can, but I'll get, I'll get people coming in my life every now and then and say, hey, man, why didn't you charge for that? edit you did because that's my background editing and camera and making stuff and i said well well because because i could do it quickly and i wanted to help out and i think i spend a lot of my time trying to explain to people that uh potentially the kindness is not weakness that is the strength yes it feels like it's misinterpreted yes Uh, look i'll tell you something you know God, I love how these conversations go, mate. Oh, dude, we're already um, best friends. <laughs> when we're talking about kindness, um, and this is something that was drilled into me uh, with my first ever coach, a guy called Clive Litton, amazing man. And he said, um, it's about operating and working with intention of heart. Mm. Um, and for me personally, look, I... I if you've ever heard of, you know, we talk about motivational speakers. Back in the day, there was a beautiful man called Jim Rohn. Still around today, I believe. And Jim Rohn had a real simple rule, three steps to greatness. 
Number one, set goals. Two, educate yourself. And three, have a financial plan. Mm -hmm. And part of that financial plan was the to learn to live off 70% of your income, 10% invest, 10% reduce debt, and 10% to tithe, to give back. And that tithing is, it, it, I'm not a religious person, but the, you know I truly believe in the power of tithing and mm. giving back. And it's given back with intention of heart. No hidden agendas, nothing, just because I want to. Mm. Now, I think what you've got to appreciate that there is, something beautiful beyond that. And when you really truly operate with intention of heart and, and give give back, I think you've got to appreciate for yourself is that you're affirming to yourself that you have abundance in your life. Mm. And if you have that mindset of abundance, you continue to create it. Mm. You know, I, I think about ultimately for me, my life is about firstly, Life by design, not life by default. And on my journey now, I look back, and I've been doing this now for over 25 years. I absolutely love my life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I have the, I have an amazing wife. I have a beautiful family. I'm not a hugely materialistic. I, I, I keep things relatively humble, although I do. I drive a Range Rover and I do like it. You know? um, but one of the, the the moments in my life, and I think what life's all about ultimately is creating memorable moments. Mm. You know when you did that little thing free of charge? Yes. For you, it's embedded in your mind and it's a memorable moment. Mm. Now, isn't that a life lived? Bro, 100%. 100%. Hey. Yeah. And I just don't know, though, Dave, why we don't celebrate it say in the workplace in the sport place i mean maybe we do we say it but we don't act as if we believe it you know we we mm -hmm. i mean collectively like we we celebrate hustle and grind and and uh you you know something about like push yourself to the front man because you know you got to make this and you know that gets tied into believing in yourself it's almost like our definition of leadership isn't mm. it that you're going to lead mm. from the front mm. you know what's interesting you know the true the true definition of leaders of what a leader is a true leader inspires others around them mm. yep. that's that's what leadership's all about leaders build leaders mm. when you build leaders and, and you think about this um that's you disengage the ego to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone wants to be the top of the mountain, so to speak. Um, and that's something that I've seen uh, for me personally over the years is that I've 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 mentored and coached a lot of people uh, that want to get into this industry. And someone said to me, "Far oh, man, you give so much time to young guys and girls that want to get into this, and why?" And I'm saying. A couple of reasons. Number one is I just want to make sure that the quality of the work is at a standard that mm -hmm. I'm happy with. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people getting into this sort of thing, they have great intentions and it's wonderful, but mm. they just they've got to what they have to be more than anything else is congruent. And that means that there's a high level of responsibility in coaching. You have to walk the walk and talk the talk. You mm. must be congruent with what you say. 
Um, and that means in some ways to have challenged yourself. You know, we all have limiting beliefs. We all have challenges in our lives. You know, for me, uh, brought up at Wesley College, I was one of the only few white fellas there. Man, I got <laughs> bullied big time, mate. Do you know what I mean? And I tell you, I wouldn't change anything because it shaped me. Mm. Pain, pain means new life, right? Mm. There's acute pain, and that means obviously you've got to go see the doctor. But yeah. there's pain that you yeah. go through in life. And sometimes it's a beautiful blessing. You know, it's like this current situation with this virus. This is a real opportunity for people to reinvent themselves, to actually have a look. And isn't it interesting how some people are bitching and moaning? Uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm not being disrespectful to the deaths and the you. horrific parts of that, but I'm talking about their, their experience. Mate, it, it, it's, it's a bit like life, right? It's like, it's like skiing. Some people in winter bitch and moan about the cold. Other people ski. Yeah. <laughs> right? So your attitude shapes your perception. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and one of the key things uh, that's really important is that I work with with my clients is to mind your language. Right. Because isn't it interesting how our verbalization is a representation of our perception because there's no such thing as reality. It's, mm -hmm. it's what we all perceive. You know, we all see things differently. And I think sometimes we've got to be very careful that we don't. When you seek the doom and gloom, you'll, you'll find it. Oh, man, that's so true. That's so true because the doom and gloom can be something you're scared about too and it's trying to identify exactly what that fear is like for me when i said i don't want to go back to the past i've been thinking about it since you said why and i was like hmm that's a really good question why i think part of it is what we've been talking about for me is i i would like more people i'm seeing more people feel meaning like i see life like, man, it's about us. It's about family. My biggest thing is going to the supermarket and coming home. And, and, and that's how I see my worldview is tinted through that. It's like, well, you, yeah. You know, what's interesting is um, your why is very much related to your beliefs and values. Mm. You know, so for you, you're, you, you obviously have very strong family values yeah. of community, of service, and those things are very important for you. And that's related to, you know, your, your, your why. Mm. It almost feels like at its most extreme that a burden in some ways, because there was so much love and because I've been, as I've grown older, mm. I've seen that doesn't exist in all scenarios. Mm. It's been like, oh, man, what do we do with this? It can be, life feels so cruel, you know, and it does feel like that, you know, I was, I was, because I too well, I'll say I'm not sure where I sit on the religious spectrum. I definitely leave a spot for unknown because yeah. it feels like there's something going on. Even though if you ask me in a scientific realm, I can't yeah. tell you. And yeah. I, the best I can do is kind of related to something like how I feel about love for my family or my children. Yeah. That yeah. if you ask me to prove it, I could probably yeah. do it through a ring. Yeah. I can tell you how long I've been married, but I can't give you yeah. evidence. I can say yeah. it's a feeling. And feelings are most powerful, aren't they? And, and actually right now, they feel like, well, people get it. For me personally, I'm loving this. It, it reminds me of the 70s where the family would eat together 
uh, would sit around and play games together because the TV mm. only went on for the news if you had a TV. Mm. Uh, um, and, and, and a lot of it was uh, you had to be creative. You know, uh, for me as a kid, you know, a piece of wood became a rifle, it became a spade, it became whatever, mm. you know, and, and you, you you became creative. And for me, there was that sense of community and in, in, in I was brought up in uh, South Auckland, South Auckland boy. And so in your street, you'd have all the kids out playing together and it was awesome. Mm. You know what I mean? It was, it was really cool, man. You know, uh, and, and here we are today where... You know, you sit on – if you sat on the bus back in those days, you're conversing. Now mm. everyone's on their bloody phones. <laughs> you know, they're consumed in an external world. And when, Hey, when was the last time you actually had a conversation with a complete stranger mm. and, 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 and found out something wonderful about them? Yeah, and – and when was the last time we actually looked for opportunities to like create a podcast? That's probably what, bro, mm. that's what we're doing. You know, we haven't yeah. met in physical. Okay, we've had this kind yeah. of back and forth and we have mutual friends, which is yeah. relative to real life. But mm. at the end of the day, we take a punt together. And I think that's yeah. where some of the endorphins come from is like, yeah. you know, two people or how many people just like, let's get through this yeah. together. Let's hold each other up. If, if yeah. you stumble, I'll take over and vice versa. And, and it's yeah. like those little things which um, I, I don't know the science on it, but I'm sure they awaken the bits in us that need to be awoken, you know, a yeah, little bit yeah. like what I'm dabbling with, with breathing and the cold shower is that mm-hmm. I don't actually need to know because the body is ticking on. It's realizing something. And then all of yeah. a sudden there's these, and, and I think that's what I'm trying to work out is I could, I've, I've been interested in self-improvement, let's say, yep. you know, way back in the rugby days and all these things, but yeah. it just never registers to me. I don't know what it is, but this talking to people and realizing that we're more similar than different and then trying yeah. to pick at bits around the edges. Like I look at you and me and there's versions of us that belong on nightclub doors, right? Yeah. Uh, we're both massive dudes and, and I, yeah. and yet we're sitting here and, and I wasn't groomed for this. You know, my family's probably like yours, service, uh, yeah. grandfather, war, uh, men didn't, and, and they didn't really talk. They kind of talked a little bit, but I sit here with you today and I feel like the worst thing we could do is, is tighten up. I think one of the things we've got to appreciate uh, historically with, you know, with our dads, our grandparents, you know, men and in, in general, to a certain point, they were brought up in a, in a time where it was very much hardened, hardened up, excuse the fuck up, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, when you're, when you're at war, you know, it was, it was about survival. Mm. And, you know, that's what is required. Now we're in a completely different sort of environment. Um, we're not at threat, per mm. se. You know, we're not going to war. And, and today, I think what's, what's interesting you know, I go back to talking about my, my uncle and my granddad is having those 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 stories told and the emotion that they had suppressed for so long mm. and that's not healthy. Mm. And I think we're becoming so much more aware. What defines a man? Back in the day it was, you know, that tough guy that was beating everyone up. I want to be like it's not about that. Mm. You know, a man today is okay to be vulnerable, yeah. to say, hey, I need some help. Mm. You know, it's about building support networks. Um, 
And that's okay. And I think this is the issue that we have, is that we've got to educate people today that it's okay uh, to not feel okay. <laughs> but what's not okay is to suppress it and not verbalise it or ask for help. But there's this idea that the most simple things that you know are sometimes the hardest to enact. And, oh, that's who it was. So I was talking to... Um, a fella in Germany who's the like the Wim Hof breathing guy in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to him, I said to him, Matthias, I've been thinking about doing the Wim Hof breathing method method for three years and I haven't done it. And I don't know why. I know how to do it. I know when to do it. I know what to do, but I haven't done it. What is it in me? What is it in me that's stopped me? And actually, it's strange because if you just say, if you said to me, well, Breathing uh, deeply is really good for you. I would agree, but I don't know why I haven't started it. And it feels like there's uh, like a like a like a barrier to entry. And it is ourselves. And it's this, it must be like a little story, you know, that we haven't uh, kind of told ourselves. It's interesting, mate. You know, when you think about this, and I'll put this into a different context. Right. With And most athletes, when they come to me, what is their number one goal is to win, right? So one of the most powerful words that I still use to this day, and I've been using it from day dot, is the word permission. Mm. Give yourself permission to breathe. (laughs) Give yourself permission to feel good. Give yourself permission to dream big. Give yourself permission to be a champion. Uh, The amount of times that I've had that conversation and just in that moment, and they've gone out, and then I'll say, look, write this down. I, and then your full name, give myself, and then big words, permission Mm. to be a champion, to, to succeed, to whatever, right? That word permission is so powerful, man. I give myself permission to be the greatest version of me. And then you think about when you verbalize it, how do you feel? Yeah. Right? Then you take that feeling. What I want you to do is, you know, take that feeling and work on how do I build that picture in my head? How do I make it even bigger and stronger? How do I go about creating it? Because then eventually what happens, and this is the key for you when it comes to your breathing, it becomes a habit. Mm. We behave our way to success. We don't think it. Thinking is where it starts, but it's the behavior is in the hard work. You know, fundamentally, what it comes down to, and I'll I'll sit with a client and I'll say, listen, one of the first things I want to ask you is do you give me permission to be blunt and honest? (laughs) And most of them will go, yes. And if they say no, then probably they're going to have to leave. I've got a reputation for not pulling punches, mate. <laughs> and I've done this a few times. And, and basically, I've said to them, you know, the reason why you are is because you're lazy. And I've talked to, with this with high-performance athletes that have got big egos and everyone else is blowing smoke up their ass. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, no one's talked to me like that, man. <laughs> like, fucking, are you fucking? No, I'm not lazy. You're lazy. You're lazy at those things that you know you need to address. And I, I remember one guy in particular, I won't mention his name, but he's a very successful league player. And I said to him, mate, you, you, you're lazy. And uh, he looked at me, and then we f- 
carried the conversation, had the session. He said, mate, that was the most enlightening thing for me. You, you know, I have been lazy. I've been getting away because purely of my talent. Mm. And I said, talent will take you so far, mate. Tenacity will take you to the top. And he's become a real, real success now. So, Define tenacity for me. Tenacity is, we all like to work out, right? Okay. How many times, though, how many times have you felt like shit and gone, look, I'm just going to take a rest day? Oh, for years. And we'll take a rest day, right? <laughs> yeah. Tenacity is the ability to override that and go, man, I'm doing it. Mm. Now, I'll tell you it in a different context. We talk about health now. I've been doing this for 25 years. Now, when you think about this, how many people, uh, employees, are given sick days every year? Mm. I'll guarantee you, it's between five and 10, whatever, I'll guarantee you pretty much they'll take them all each and every year. I have never had a day off sick in 25 years, mate. Now, I think that's direct related to number one, I fucking love my life <laughs> and I'm happy, you know what I mean? Mm. Happiness is a, has a huge impact on on your health, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I also have that tenacity because, you know, I, I don't want to make excuses. I remember when I went back to you and I said, the one thing that I want that is congruent with coaching is that I must be congruent with what I'm saying. Mm. I walk the walk and talk the talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have been sick, believe me. I've gone inside, spewed my ring out, brushed my teeth, gone out, and my client wouldn't even have a clue. But that's me. You know, that's the sort of standards that I have mm. uh, for me as a coach. I set very high standards. And because I think I do that, and those demands on myself, I think that has a huge uh, impact in the clientele that I work with mm. and the work that I do. Mm. You know, the, 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 it's too easy to surrender to the body sometimes. You know what I mean? When you think about the breathing, you know, if you're sitting in minus 40 degrees with just a pair of undies on, on the ice, feeling comfortable, I would say you're a freak, yeah? yeah? But, I mean, he has mastered. The mind controls the body, not the mm. other way around. Mm. And that's what he's sharing with people, is that even even in life, for me, I'm constantly looking for that 1%. How do I help that client become better just by 1% every day? Mm. 1%. And if you're asking yourself that question every day, how, what can I do today that's 1% better? Mm. You imagine at the end of the year, that's 365% improvement. That's huge. Yeah. You times that by year after year after year. I mean, that's applicable to business. That's applicable to life, performance. You know, the one thing that I think people... In, in order to really truly succeed is they must have a tenacious resolve. Yeah. They need to be clear on that vision. Their intentions with what they want to create and their attention must be in alignment. Mm. And when that behavior, that's when behavior is congruent with it. 
that's when you achieve greatness. Hearing those stories, you know, really, really where I think that not enough people talk about, and maybe they do, but I'm not listening, is 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 trying to take, like, what's just that narrative to get in? And you said it's give yourself permission, you know? It's yeah, get, I love like, that word, it, right? it might be give yourself permission to be tenacious, you know, or to, yeah. to, to discover a path into it. Because I know mm. I didn't give myself permission to start mm. the breathing, right? And yeah. I don't know, I, I mean, I, I now know why, because I didn't say, man, you got permission. Maybe there was other things in my life, or I was just on autopilot. And, mm. you know, one of the things I've been thinking about is how can we be the best <laughs> versions of ourselves in this lockdown at home? Because you have mm-hmm. the... the Part of it's easy because you're not on the daily grind. I think the fact yeah. that we can't go through to Mecca's and we can't and we're not stuck on the yeah. motorways gives us an advantage. And I reckon we've got to take that and put it into more. And so I've been trying to find little things like what can we all do uh, at home, you know? And and like you say, it's um, well you can mind your language. You said that. Uh, yep. um, another guest I had, a psychologist, said mind your mind. So I was thinking, put those two damn things together. Mind where your mind goes and mind where your language goes and you are inevitably giving yourself an advantage right because you can get up and start training that and i sometimes think about it like in you i sense a roaring flame right and it's like ain't nobody putting this out and it's like you said when you're getting sick it doesn't matter i've got my flame is big enough and i have that but i'll bring it back to the love right there's a lot of love i can check out and i've had some horrible crap go on in my adulthood but i've got another love i've got enough enough banged up so it's fine i'll give i'll give you some more of that but how do we how do we work on the tinder you know when tinder used to mean starting a flame not a not an app um to to actually build that flame and it's something i'm i'm i I call it, it's, for me, it's the barrier to entry. It's that finding that bit of tinder to start the flame. Yeah. Generally, we are wired fundamentally, primarily to survive, to mm. do just enough. Mm. That is what most people will do. Default button will kick in and they will do just enough. Now, as I said, fuck that. You know, the one thing that we have, you know, we can make, we have, we don't have a lot of time, right? Mm. You know, like I said, this is where I want, if you went out with a mindset that every day you are going to create a memorable moment. Mm. Now, I do that day in and day with clients. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Memorable moments, man. This is the gift that we have been given on Mm. this, this life and this planet. Mm. And, and for me, you know, I want I want to have people talk about me a hundred years after I'm gone, or fifty. You know what I mean? Like I want one of I want someone, and I've had this where I've actually worked with a client now where I'm working with his kids. I'm working with the children of some of my clients. It's bloody spooky, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's, but that's wonderful. Mm. I haven't seen the client for 20 years, and then I get a phone call saying, my son is into tennis, whatever. Yeah. Can we start doing some work? Wow. Um, because of the impact that you had on me. Now, that's special, man. Mm. That's that's for me that that's what fills me yeah I, I truly believe the only true way to wealth is to help others get what they want mm. 
So if I'm helping others, I'm helping myself, man. There's areas in my life where I definitely feel that. I'll tell you one area that's confusing sometimes is I talk a lot about trying to balance family and work life, and and I I don't know exactly what that measurement is, but one of the areas that I've been trying to find toolkits is I quite often will give, I'll give the best of myself, it feels like, like in the podcast now, you're getting yep. a really awesome version of me and a, a version yep. that's listening to you, that's yep. trying to interact. And it's mainly because, well, I really care about, well, I better be careful. I care about my family too. There's a different area I'm, I'm in. I use different vocab, you know, yep. um, and then I'll go back to my family sometimes and they'll say, hey, um, you're a bit scratchy. You know, should we jump on a podcast and you'll be nice to us type thing? And I'll be like, ooh, that, that burns because I, it's the truth, right? It's the truth. Yeah. And and I've been trying to find ways again probably that's why I'm doing the breathing that's why I'm trying the cold showers because it's like find a way to like get into the now and and actually you know to actually have a, a trigger so if you feel like snapping because you can that yeah. you you'll find a way to just you know and that's where I've yeah. been trying to just distance myself cuz man it feels like I'm looking back at myself saying, dickhead, stop stop it. You know, you- Mate, I'll tell you something. I've been teaching this for, like I said, twenty over 25 years. I've been studying it for mm. even longer. I'm still learning it too, bro. <laughs> awesome. no, I mean, come on. You know, let's not get too hard on yourself. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I mean, if you were sitting there saying, listen, mate, you know, I, I'm beating my wife up. I'm going, you, you, you're a fuck. You seriously need some. But you're you know, yeah. what, it's almost like it's not about fucking getting it right. It's not about perfection, man, because you'll never attain it. Mm. But I do want you to be mindful, you know, and I still get reminded. You know, I have a situation where my wife went, hey, listen, you know when you were talking to Mitch, my son, you could have said that in a nicer way. Mm. You, you know what? I think the most important thing is, Firstly, the ego would have kicked on you know, don't, oh, look, I, I know what I'm fucking doing. It's the ability to stop and listen mm. and go, thank you, babe, you're right. Yeah. And go back to my son and go, hey, listen, I apologise, mm. mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, listen, none of us are perfect, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, isn't this part of the journey? It, it, it is. It, 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 at least, at least... What we can acknowledge is that at least you are have an intention mm. to be conscious of improving that. Yeah. Because how many people are totally not that? Mm. Mm. So yeah. that in itself, you should be celebrating. Dude, I celebrate it. I celebrate when I catch myself now, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I try to, I, I gave everyone in the family and look i guess i'm saying like we have a pretty harmonious life right i'm not really whinging like sometimes it feels like get on the podcast with awesome people and whinge about my life it's definitely not that but i just don't like the fact that if we don't talk about it enough we'll just like i think there's a place for autopilot and then there's a place to be piloted you know and i I just need to know where that is like if you're feeling happy and it's all good man go with it how are we supposed to know what happiness yeah if we haven't got a frame of reference yeah isn't life a roller coaster on i mean we are but i here's the thing Mm. and this is exactly what i talk about with my my clients and and there's a we 
talk about mental performance and, and being in the zone. So basically, there's passive, assertive, and aggressive behaviour. Right. Now, I logically, you probably, as you can probably feel, I tend to go aggro, right? I'll lose <laughs> the fucking plot. I'll get louder and demand. And, and then others will go passive. Now, in athletic uh, sort of context, uh, I talk about the zone. And, and, and for, for, for years and years, I think some of the problems that we've had uh, working with athletes, especially with, 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 uh, from a psychological perspective, is we fucking make everything complicated. And the language and perception, I don't need to know about neural pathways and, and <laughs> hemispheres and blah, blah. I just need to know what do I need to do. Yeah. So for me, what, what I basically talk about is self-awareness, right? So before it gets to a critical point, ideally you need to be able to recognise it before it becomes a real issue, right? So self-awareness is number one. Then it's deployment of strategy. Now, one of the things that you've been talking about is breathing. Now, that's massive. I'm a big, big advocate for breathing. Now, what I teach is slightly different. And um, I'll run it through with you just so Perfect. you can have it as a frame of reference. Thank you. Here's the bottom line. It, you cannot change anything you don't first acknowledge. So when you become aware, you acknowledge it. You can then deploy strategies to change your behavior, to mm -hmm. change, firstly, your internal dialogue and feelings. So the three states that I talk about is firstly is calm. What defines a good leader at the end of the day is someone who can make good decisions because they're calm, right? You don't make good decisions when you're angry, do you? Mm, no. Right? And, so, and nor do you when you're playing the victim or when you're passive, mm. right? We surrender to whatever, you know what I mean? So first, we must be calm. Second is, and this is, this is the easiest part, it's about changing physiology. Now, Think about this. I'm going to do a little exercise with you, if you don't mind, mate. I'd like you to stand up. Sure. And what I want you to do, mate, is I want you to put your feet together. Yep. Put your hands to your side. Yep. And I want you to look up at the ceiling. And I want you to put a big, beautiful smile on your face. Show those pearly whites, mate. Big, beautiful <laughs> smile, buddy. Yep. Be beautiful smile. And without changing anything, get depressed. Keep smiling, keep those teeth, keep pearly whites there. Big, beautiful smile. Now try and get depressed. What do you have to do to get depressed? Kind of slump. You have to change your physiology, eh? Yeah. Grab a seat, buddy. So one of the key things is, now I got this, one of the, my clients that I worked with for many years is a young lady called Lydia Cut. Now, everyone used to give her crap because Lydia, between shots, would dance, skip, and laugh on her way to the next shot. And most people were dismissing it. And I'm thinking, there's something in this. There's something very powerful, this young lady. <clears throat> because her physiology was wonderful. And what was interesting is if you watched her behavior, she never got upset. She never got angry. She was very consistent with her state. Mm. Now, the key to consistency is what? 
the key to consistency is consistency. Right. I thought that, but I thought it was too simple. <laughs> but it's brilliant, right? Yeah. So if you had a consistent state that you became aware of and you managed it, then you'll find that your roller coaster ride is less. You know, you know what it's like when you start thinking negatively, you start creating more of it, and it becomes shit, man. And if you you start having a whole lot of thoughts like that, mm. that then sort of becomes your environment. Yep. You, you know that that's your perception. Yeah. The last one. So the first one is calm, and and just do a little exercise when you put your hand on your chest, hand on yep. your belly. Yep. Just close your eyes, buddy. And I just want you to take a nice deep breath in for four and fill the chest right up. Hold for five. And out into your belly. And just do it one more time. Breathe in for four. Fill the chest. Hold for five. And out into your belly. And what do you feel? Awesome. Relaxed, eh? Yeah. Calm. Mm. So you're going to look like a plate dick in a, in a, in a, in a, on a golf course, for instance, right? Yeah. But you can learn to breathe. Now, one of the first sessions I ever taught Liz was to breathe. And one of the reasons for that is she used to get a little anxious on the first tee when there's a whole crowd around it, right? So when you manage your physiology, it's massive. Mm. Because... The third state that we go into, so the first one is calm, the second is happy. The third one is where the magic really happens, and that's what I call Superman or Superwoman. And that's where I can create an alter ego. Now, I have done this so many times with different clients who, I'll put it to you this way. You heard of a young man called Israel Adesanya? Yes. Right, Israel came to me and he had a challenging time. He had a couple of losses. And whilst he was verbalizing and we're talking about limitless, fearless, he started talking about style bender. And so we created and worked on that alter ego. Wow. And what we have today. So Israel Adesanya, as a human being, has certain physical limitations, yeah? So if you had to fight someone who had certain physical limitations or the style bender that was limitless and whatever resources needed, mm. who's going to win? Mm. So when he steps into that octagon, he's no longer a human being, so to speak. Wow. It becomes bigger than all those parts, man. Yeah. Now that, I've done this with weightlifters, with powerlifters, you know, I've created world champions in different sports. That is something special because you don't you don't lose who you are as a person. But the important thing is that you learn to adapt your attitude and behaviour to the circumstance. Yeah, that's freaking awesome, man. It's it's mind blowing because yeah, what the human what we're capable of doing in the human mind, man. I'll give you a little story, and I go back in time. I think there was a there was a young young uh, boxer called Sean Sullivan. You probably I don't know how old Sean is now, uh, but he had an opportunity to fight against a guy called Anthony Mundane. 
Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I'm not a fan of Anthony Mundine. Not, not just I'm a Danny Green fan, all right? It just is what it is, right? Uh, and anyway, <clears throat> Anthony Mundine was giving uh, Shawnee a whole lot of shit. And basically, the whole purpose of this is that uh, Mundine needed a couple of warm-up fights before Danny Green. And Sean's boxing, his his coach contacted me and said, look, mate, he's, pff, his head's not in the game. He's just going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> and I said, well, look, send him in, mate. We'll, we'll, get some, we'll do some work with him. We'll get him sorted. I didn't have a lot of time. We only had a couple of sessions. So I had to freaking work hard and go bang for buck, right? So we worked on him getting into an altered state. And we connected it with some of his culture up north, and we did a whole lot of visualization stuff. And uh, holy heck, eh? So the bookmakers are going, Sean Sutherland hasn't got a shit show in hell. And I remember that first fight, uh, Sean Sutherland put Mundine down three times. Mm. Now, he didn't win the fight, but believe me, there was a lot of controversy about that. But I remember Sean going, bro, I don't know what you did to me, man, but <laughs> far out, man. I just felt, I was fearless. Mm. And isn't that wonderful? When you're fearless, you can remain calm. You can make good decisions. Mm. Israel's a prime example of a guy where there's a thing called time distortion that's created through that mindset. He can see the punches or the kicks coming before they even thought about it. Yeah. He can adjust accordingly. You know, there's so many examples. Lydia could have hit those shots. Oh, mate, it, it's bloody exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I, we, we, I did some work with, um, uh, I did a seminar. We talk about giving something back. So every year I go and do a talk down at uh, Papakura Athletics. Uh, just put some money so that the community can bring kids together. Because I think sport's the best thing for kids. Yep. I think it's I think it's. Playing sport is the best thing for their health. Uh, it's the best thing for their development. So I love it. So, you know, I, every year I go back. Uh, and um, so uh, Kerry, who is the coach of the Stars, was there, and she approached me and said, listen, I'd love you to come and work with us. Um, we've been bottom of the uh, – well, since – they, they're a new franchise for netball. They've been bottom for the last four years. They've, never, they've always been bottom. And a lot of it was perceptions of poor Papakura, you know, with a small franchise, got no money, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, fucking bring it on, mate. <laughs> yeah. So, mate, I'll tell you, in a year uh, of working with these amazing ladies, mate, we took them to the final. They lost by four bloody points, mm. eh? But what it did for their belief, see, that sort of thing gives me the biggest buzz. Mm. You know, working with the Breaker Boys and uh, going back a few years in that uh, NBL final, and I still talk, still keep in touch with the big way who put up that shot on the buzzer yep. for them to, oh, mate. <laughs> Those are magical moments, you know what I mean? Watching my girls and boys, you know, Commonwealth Games, getting bronze medals, gold medals for boxing or weightlifting. And, oh, that's, that's satisfaction for me mm. in a professional sense. Yeah. Um, in a personal sense, it's, you know, I'm really blessed with my connection with my kids. My boy and I 
here's the king of sarcasm. He's very, very quick. (laughs) But it's like my daughter, you know, the connection that I have, you know, she, my daughter went through a challenging time and, Mm. you know, she came home and I remember that night, you know, just walked straight into the house. I'm sitting on my lazy boy and it's just, she's, what, 22, straight into daddy's arms Mm. and just cried herself to sleep, you know what I mean? And and knowing that she had protection, she knew those things too. You know, Mm. the relationships that I have, my wife was the best thing that ever happened to me, mate. And believe me, that that lady, um, my biggest support. Yeah. And I've had moments, you know, I remember when I just started this business, and believe me, you got to appreciate, mate. We, I was a printer, not a particularly good one, and I wasn't on a lot of money, mate. Seven dollars an hour, I believe. Yeah. And I had this dream to start this bloody business, and so I'm going through and doing my courses, and I'm I'm doing all the having to write out all the papers, blah blah blah. And I'm I'm dyslexic, mate. So back in those days, we didn't have a computer. All I had was a a diary. Uh, sorry, a, a dictionary, a piece of paper, and I would write everything in pencil because I was blessed. I, my wife would type it out for me. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be here all freaking day. <laughs> and I remember, you know, there were certain words and trying to learn how to spell. When you can't spell a word, going through a dictionary is... And I remember I, I got really f- fucked off and frustrated. And my dream was to build this business... And we all have these belief systems, right? So I left Wesley College with no qualification. I was dyslexic, so I'm in the bottom class. Like, I left with nothing. I got no qualifications from school at at, at all. And and, and what you can appreciate, you get conditioned to be told that you're not very bright. You're not very... Now, for me, I had to learn how to learn. Mm. But I remember one particular moment and I'm trying to find a fucking word and I don't know how to sp- and that was it the old behaviour fuck this and the ditch the, the place of fuck this and I walked out and my wife's in the back door going what the hell's going on I'm going oh, fuck this I said, and I went to her I said I just don't know if I can fucking do this anymore and she went and this is the genius of the woman man what would you say to your client She got me, you know, fucking picked up my dictionary, went back to study. You know, bless her, mate. Far out. And, you know, I think one of the most important things that I learned from that is that you must have a tenacious resolve, mate. You must be tenacious and have a fucking clarity of that vision and you work your ass off to get it. Yep. If you are not prepared, I think fundamentally, you know, this is about challenging yourself. Like you say, there's some things you know you need to do that you know you should do that you're not doing. Mm. Well, it's because you're fucking lazy. Yeah. And it's time to say, right, I'm enough of this. Fuck that. That's too easy. Mm. You know, I want to be the best version. If I really, truly am going to make that promise to myself that I know, for me, there are times when I can't be asked going to the gym. Mate, I show up. Mm. 
and I'll guarantee you how many times you felt like crap, didn't want to go to the gym, gone to the gym, and felt bloody good about it, eh? Man, it's 100%. 100%. Yeah? Yeah. And what do you create? Is a sense of pride in yourself going, far out, man. I, I could have just slept on the couch, mm. but I did it. Mm. That's the magic. That's the moment. That's in that fucking decision where mm. you create something. Life's about making good decisions, man. Go to the fridge. Do I have the ice cream or do I have the bloody f- fruit? Mm. I make good decisions. It's a yeah. good affirmation for everyone. It's 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 registering, Dave. It's registering. And and many of us will be sitting and listening and watching and we're like, right, what's next? And it is that that's the part in life too, right? You hear the bone blowing yeah. moment and you're like, what's next? And this is this is this is well, it's on us, right, to find that answer. We can't well, keep the, outsourcing the next it. Step is is taking that from intention to attention. Yeah. And start setting those goals. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then putting those supportive things into play. Yeah. You know, I love those affirmations. You know, uh, it gets to a point of conscious accountability where you know if you commit to something, it takes around about twenty-seven days to elicit a new behaviour. Right. You want to reinforce it probably about ninety days or more. But it's an ongoing process. It's about conditioning so that it becomes not a conscious thing. It's a habit. Mm. It's a habit for success. I have a habit of training. I've never missed a training. Mm. I have a habit of showing up for my clients every day. I never get sick. Mm. And And it's not something I have to think about. It's just I do. Yes. The story, you saying that to yourself too means something, right? It's that yeah. narrative. So it's not just the physical action of you showing up. It's you also reminding yourself that Correct. I, saying it out loud, eh? And, and remember when I said to you, it's, you know, mind your language. Mm. You know, you used the word before, you know, I really try hard to try. You know, if I said to you and I passed a pen to you and I said, I want you to try and take the pen from me, you would probably take the pen from me. And I said, no, 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 you're not listening. I want you to try and take the pen. And you'll get confused. You're going, well, I, I, I just did. No, mm. I said, no, you didn't. What you did was take the pen. Mm. Try. No. <laughs> you know what I said? It's about linguistics. Yeah. It's easy for me to make decisions. It's easy for me to commit. And if you start programming your brain for that, then shit happens, man. Mm. And it happens easily. You know, it's interesting. Everyone right now on the internet is talking about how you can build your business, how you can, you know, how do you get more clients in 30 days? These are the, mate, I've been doing this for, God, what do I say, 25 years plus. I have a seven-week waiting list. Yeah. Marketing, simple. Do a fucking good job. <laughs> People will talk, baby. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. Fucking hell. Oh, man. It's so, I mean, it's so simple. And we're so good at complicating shit. You know, my state is a choice. You can choose right now to be, fuck, this sucks being on lockdown, or you can see it as an opportunity. Mm. When was the last time we went and sat down as a family, cooked some dinner together, sat down together, a little bit of banter. I mean, last we had banter. 
And last night, you can pressure like 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 you, mate. I'm a big unit, so I had my treat meal. So my wife made me a white chocolate cheesecake. <laughs> mate, I'm salivating all day. I'm going, tonight, I'm having my cheesecake, yeah. man. And the kids starting to chop into it going, oh, there's not much left. Don't you dare. <laughs> but it's it, 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 it's that's where... You know, we think about energy. That's the bottom line. And you know, it was interesting. You said something before where you give off energy. Mm. And you said, you know, and, and how you framed it up was that there was, a, and you'll go back in this and you'll see it, that there was, the way you were verbalizing it was almost like it was limited, but mm. you had intention of heart to give it. I would challenge you on the sense that I believe energy is limitless. If you had an abundance of energy, you could do a whole lot of things. Yes. You know, I'm people say, that. I haven't got the energy. But bottom line was it come down, it's about energy. Mm. You know, if you had an abundance of that shit, you can get off your ass and do shit. Yeah. Because I make good decisions. Mm. It's easy for me to do that. Look, it feels like... Well, we are simple and we are complicated, and it, it. I think that's where these symbols of like yin and yang and all these things are trying to tell us. We're trying to find ways to articulate because when you talk, it makes total sense. That you don't need the latest shoes, you don't need the latest this. You just actually need a moment with yourself, you know, and yeah. uh, t- to find those things. And and I guess what is really fascinating for me is to realize that the complete opposite can happen if Stylebender doesn't create Stylebender there might be this opposite character the villain and this is the one that walks around you know shitty the one that walks around depressed yeah. the one that ultimately his success yeah, and, and that's actually really freaky to think about because you might cre- you're going to create something and so wouldn't you rather create the superhero version of well, yourself well here's the interesting thing is and it's interesting how you frame that up because for me, I wouldn't even think about the other. Mm. That was not even on even on my radar. I mean, <laughs> I just want to move forward, man. Do you know what I mean? I want to create the best version of me. So mm. when you think of, when you talk about that, it's like what the f- that doesn't even it's not even <laughs> on my radar, man. It gives yeah. a fuck. Yeah, I'm just worried about where I'm going, and that's focus. Mm. I'll show you something. Okay. I don't know if you can see it, but there's a there's a picture here. Can you see that, mate? Yeah, mate. That's a picture that I drew uh, of my vision uh, at the end of last century. And here I am now, and I'm living that every day. Mm. Wow. That's yeah. a life lived, bro. And yeah, man, it's a life lived. Wow. Oh, just, Bring just, it on. It's too mind-blowing. I, I hate the fact that I only get to cross paths with you now. What a, what a waste of time that I, you know, like. <laughs> well, no, the thing is maybe now is perfect, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Remember, like I said, for you, it's how you frame things up. Yes. Isn't it interesting how you frame that up and went, what a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. How about yeah. now is perfect. Now is, now is the time. You weren't ready before. Yeah. It was meant to be. The now is perfect, buddy. Yeah. And I think that's a biggie for you. I think uh, you've got to be mindful of how you frame it up. I definitely would see myself as a representative of 
you know the the everyday person right the, yeah. the the person who believes the story that if we go to work and pay our bills life is a life worth living where this extra bit has come in is talking to people like yourself yeah. and it's challenging and it's challenging too, because you start going back and see now I'm and I should be correct I should be looking at the language I'm using yeah, when I'm saying challenging really, I should also yeah. say it's an opportunity it's an opportunity yes. it's yeah. called modal operators words of necessary necessity or words of opportunity yes you know it's easy for me uh, you know it's, it's how you frame things up mm. because what ultimately happens mate is that you build something which is the most uh, how much time have we got because I've, I've got so much to say far out <laughs> um but one of the most important things that uh, that I want to get across to people is I want you to imagine uh, your subconscious mind in a completely different context. Imagine your, your sorry, your, your, your self-esteem, your self-image, right? So imagine grandma's crystal bowl. Now, you don't fucking touch that bowl because if you smash it, you're in deep shit, right? But imagine that crystal bowl full of crystal clear water. Now, ultimately, when you've got crystal clear water, you can see your goals, your vision, right? Now, every single day, we have something like Sixty to 80,000 thoughts. God help the poor prick trying to keep count, right? <laughs> but what's interesting, there are two types of thoughts. They are the thoughts that contribute or thoughts that contaminate. Now, what I talk about is the consciousness or mindfulness, which is what I call also, I call it the governor. And in the contents of a, of, of a, a golf cart, right? So, yeah, when, the, when you go to the golf range and you get in the golf, the cart, and you go along, it goes 15 kilometres an hour. And then you go up the hill, put your foot down, it goes 15 kilometres an hour. And when you get to the top of the hill, you put your foot down because you're going to go hard and fast, it goes 15 kilometres an hour. Because there's a thing called the governor dictating how much it rotates, yeah? And that's your consciousness. And for me, when you work on that, you get to a point where you start to reframe and filter more effectively then what happens is that people that don't, imagine that crystal bowl. You have a negative thought. It's almost insignificant, isn't it? Mm. But imagine when you have, say, 20,000 negative thoughts every day for a year. Where does your vision go? Very soon it's stained. You can't see it. Yep. So that's why we talk about this mindfulness. It gives us clarity. It keeps us clear. It keeps us on the right track. We are going to go through life and we're going to fall off that cart, but we can get back on it a lot sooner. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then once you get to that level of consciousness, you start creating the most powerful thing, and that is momentum. When you start creating momentum, and you, this is applicable across all spectrums. You think about business. I would say the first seven years are tough for most business launching, getting themselves established. The next seven years are about becoming competent in what they do and developing themselves. Then the next seven years after that, they're probably making a lot of profit. Now, you put that into athletic development. So, you know, you're developing skills. Then you become very competent at it. Mm -hmm. And then the next seven years, well, give, give or take, you know, it's all scalable. 
is where you reap the rewards. You know, every kid starts being an all black. So what do you start with as, as, a, as a nipper? You're learning simple skills, aren't you? Mm. Then you start playing for school and you make rep side. That's where you're really starting to develop those specialised skills. You identify now as to what position you're going to play, blah, blah, blah. Then the next, after doing a good seven years of hard work, I would say you're probably in, in that situation where you probably make selection. Do you know what I mean? For those that want to go on to the all black yes. level, for yes. instance. So, you know, it's 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 all about that sustainable, consistent effort. And if you start building that momentum, what happens is that that vision that was miles away suddenly gets closer and closer mm. and next thing you know, you're living it. You know, I set this business up with the end in mind. And I made a promise to myself, out of respect, you know, my old man was brought up, the old blue-collar worker, printer. You work hard for the company, you work overtime, and I thought, and I did that. I did that for eight years. I worked on the presses, and I used to get excited about overtime. Fuck overtime. Fuck that. And for me, one of my number one values is freedom. And when I sat down in this business for the first couple of years, I had to, when I first established it, I was working at night and on the weekends because I used to tell clients I had a corporate clients during the week. Well, I had a day job as a printer. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but when I, when I launched the business, I have been working a four-day week for 25 years. Wow. Now, everyone's talking about a four-day week now. I'm going <laughs> yeah, to and then, to be honest with you, if you consolidate it into a working hours, mate, I've only been working two-day weeks. Mm. I only see 16 clients a week. And the reason for that is that I have got other seminar work that I do, which yep. is great for, for streams of income and is what I enjoy doing. But I also work on quality work and have work-life balance. I, mm. I train, and I train bloody hard, and I'm still a competitive old bastard. <laughs> so I need my sleeps, mate, <laughs> and, and my food, right, and my massage, and my chiropractic. Uh, but it, it, it's it's when you can... I start work at 10 o'clock in the morning. I've been doing that for 25 years. Yeah. You know, I, this is about life by design, not life by default. And that's what I'm really proud of. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it's, uh, okay, I'll be careful with my language because I'm very cognizant of it right now. Mm -hmm. The opportunity for us that are feeling overwhelmed is to use that energy and know that today is an opportunity and so is tomorrow and yep. that it is on us to build as many of those days in a row to create these positive uh, or meaningful habits. Yep, and, and momentum. Momentum. So that's the, the attainable goal. And if there's one thing COVID is giving us, is a bit of a runway because yeah, we still it's have a week. An opportunity to hit the reset button. Have yes. A good like I said, none of us are perfect, nor am I, mate. Mm. I'm still learning too. Mm. 
I'm still learning. But, you know, I think one of the other things, you know, we talk about the right attitudes. A lot of people talk about gratitude. I think gratitude's a beautiful thing to start with. But I think something else that's just as important is curiosity. What's something that you're curious about, man? Mm. You know, you, you get a kid who's curious. Are they bored? Mm. And how many of us go through life, mate, I want to develop a curiosity in things. I'm really curious. And for me, that's how, for me, how I got into this initially was during the 90s when I was doing Strongman, I'm very proud of the fact that I was the only competitor who voluntarily put himself on the drug testing program. Mm. But I also knew I needed the edge. And so I went and studied what the Russians were doing, which were doing a whole lot of drugs. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, but they were doing a lot of work on hypnosis. And that I, I became very curious, very curious. Now, that, ironically, that curiosity was stimulated by the Reverend at Wesley College, Graham Kane, who gave me a book, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. To this day, that book has been something that's really interested me because mm. I could, could relate to this Jonathan Seagull and that pursuit of excellence combined with, you know, my upbringing, combined with those stories from my, my granddad and my uncle, these things start to formulate something that started putting me on a track. You know, I started, you know, the bullying is a blessing. I started to weight train. I fell in love with the gym, man. I love it. Um, and I, pre- I'm, I, you know, I'm 52 and I'm still strong as fuck, and I'm, I love that. <laughs> um, uh, but all these things culminate, and like I said, you start building momentum. You know, I drew the picture. Now I tell you, my biggest fear. Here I am, a dyslexic loser from school, right? And we're talking about mind your language, but that's just the reality of where <laughs> I was, right? who had no education, who was a printer. And I remember doing my first seminar. Now, bless my wife, because she's a very smart woman. She brought three T-shirts for me to wear because I sweated through the first two, going, fuck, man, you know, I can't believe. And, you know, my biggest fear was public speaking Mm. because here I am going, hang on, here's a guy who did a little bit of door work for a bit of extra pocket money. Uh, who's got no qualifications, standing on stage telling a whole lot of intellectual business people how to suck eggs, so to speak. That's, mate, now I love it. I can't wait to get on there and half my problem's getting off. <laughs> probably like this. This is supposed to go for 40 minutes. Here yeah, we are. man. That's, you know what I mean? I just can't help. I just love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're loving it too, bro. And look, I... Sometimes I ask the question to myself, particularly when I speak, this is a very positive conversation, but some of the conversations we look into the darkness with the guests and yeah. I wonder, I, I sometimes sit there and I wonder if you, you know, you talked about bullying, right? And it helps yeah. us frame up the, yeah. the shitty stuff in our lives. But I wonder for people who 
don't have that background if they can learn from it and i really do believe that you can even mm. through the internet here i yeah. do believe when you when people are spending this time with us over an hour that it's almost like getting into that hypnosis state you know where it's 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 feeding us uh, you know whatever yeah. it is if you can hear it if you can feel it then it's getting in there yeah and you know for a lot of a lot of the listeners out there that are in that one of the things is that unconsciously we, we get into a certain physiology. And one of the first things I'll say, you know, when you start to recognise it, the first thing you need to do is change your physiology. Mm. Get up, go for a walk, get active, do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's cooking, whether it's engaging with someone, but break that state. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because, you know, if you remain there... Uh, there is no way. You know, we did that little exercise where I said to you, stand up, put a big smile on your yeah. face. I said, now, without changing anything, get depressed. You, mm. you had to change yeah. your physiology. Mm. You had, had to come down. I mean, we talk about language. Um, you know, 50, what is it, 56% of, of, of our communications in physiology. Far out, man. Mm. So if we would just became a little bit more aware, you know, sitting up straight, if we just became a little bit more aware of our breathing, you know, these things can be a, a base. It's not the cure, but it's a start. And mm. then once you're in a more resourceful state, then you can start making better decisions. Like I said, all these things build up and build up and you start building momentum. You know, like I said, some people in winter bitch and moan about the cold. Other people ski, mate. <laughs> You know, it's a decision, eh? Man, it's a decision. Speaking of decisions, have we got anywhere to throw people to follow what you're up to? Do you have a podcast or do you do any kind of output? Basically, I get uh, interviewed by people like you, mate. <laughs> yeah, um, sweet. I only really have a website, um, so they can quite easily go and have a look at that. Mm. Um, Dave Neathy Coach. Um, but that's about it. Facebook page. I... I <laughs> Uh, there's, I mean, look, I think the thing is, is that if if you go back and listen to this, there's probably 101 different streams of consciousness. And actually, that's what I like about podcasting. You know, you said interview, <laughs> but actually, it's just two buggers catching up for a chat. Yeah, it's, and it's just that there's a little audience around that can quite happily tap into it. Man, and I tell you, people are tapping in. You know, we yeah, want to tap time. into something other well, than what just... What you're doing with superb, mate. You know, yeah. like you say, for you, this is your contribution, yeah. buddy. Yeah, yeah, it you definitely know, feels on, like that. And the intentions are in the right place, mate. Mm, and if you can, I think if you can find the right intention, everyone gets a win. You know, I was thinking about it like, yeah. Yeah. like it's a win-win-win. Yeah, you get the wind making it. You get I get the wind making it. I get the wind going back and editing it, and then I get the third yeah. one, which is the feedback, yeah. and and it's just hard to beat that, you know. Um, yeah, it is cool, mate. Like I said, you know, the the only true way to wealth is to help others get what they want. Yeah, and if we can affect just one young girl, one young lad, mm. who I mean, I, I'll tell you something, mate. You know, we we talked about stories I've done seminars for years I remember one in particular of a young lady who approached me uh, who was involved in the gangs um, a horrific story how she was treated um, but she one of her friends invited her to come to one of my seminars it was probably five or six years ago 
And she said, uh, I don't know what you did, but you motivated me to become fearless. So she, she managed to get out um, with her kids. She put herself into rehab. Uh, kids went into care. Uh, she is now happily married, got her kids back, reformed, fit as hell. Uh, into a boxing and uh, you know when you have someone and we look mate we're in a pub and fuck I like to think I'm a bit of a tough bass at the best time I'm bawling my eyes out <laughs> you know I'm hugging this complete stranger who's told me her story and I'm, I'm bursting into tears mm. going holy fuck that's thank you that's like I said, life's about creating memorable moments, man. And if you have that level of awareness and consciousness and project that, the probability of you creating that is increased every single day. Every single day. You yep. can you can you can create that. That's powerful, man. And for those of us who are going within now and thinking man what's my version i reckon we should sit on that for a moment because we will have positive parts we will have that area right like many of us think oh it's a chaos and i'm out of control and i'm not you know i said to you that right with family but there's many areas like this podcast where i'm very i have a good habit with it you don't have a good system and the challenge for all of us is to identify that good stuff and then model off that right like listen to why you enjoy it in yourself what does it give you you? think about you think about for you generally what it comes down to more than anything will be feelings so what's the feeling that is created when you do these podcasts You know, where is it located? You yeah. know, what 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 are, what are the visual cues? What mm. do you see? What do you smell? What do you taste? Mm. You know, what are all those submodalities? And then from then, if you can start putting a, a process of mapping that across to other parts. So, how do I create? For instance, you know, how do you? How do I? I would say to you, there's a certain level of arousal when you're about to go on the podcast. Do you know it what is, I mean? It is. And it's sort of like, okay, so what's the picture in my head that I need to create in this content with my kids? So uh, I want to get that, I want to get myself into that state mm. and then you'll be able to project it onto your kids. It's, mm. You get to a point, mate, where unconsciously I have this ability to manipulate people with integrity. Mm. Like people will come in in a real okay state, they will leave going, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I've had so many people go, like, I've got no idea what you said to me, mate, but I feel fucking alive <laughs> do you know what I mean and, and, and that's both the conscious and the unconscious communication mm. but that's from years and years of hard work and developing the craft of what we do yeah yeah okay so part of the challenge is to identify that it's not just the grind it's grinding at the things that give you that that meaning because because well, think about this mm. think how you just framed up the grind yeah look at the physio it was like it was how about you fall in love with the grind mm. how about the grind is where the diamonds are how about the grind is what i love mm. you know if you talk about the grind with that physiology like it's hard work then there's no motivation mm. to go through it mm. Fall in love with the things that you know you tend to avoid. 
Yes, yes. I guess what the question also was around, let's say it's the job that you're not finding fulfilling, yep. but but you're trying to tell yourself to fall in love with it and just distinguishing that, right? Well, here's the thing. If it's not a job that you do, you should need to ask yourself a better question. Yeah. And that is, if it's not satisfying what exactly is, and then start moving towards moving. Because uh, I, I, I don't understand why someone would want to try and convince themselves about doing something that they don't particularly like each and every day. I don't mm. think that's sustainable. I agree. Yet we do it, and I think we do it through suppression, eh? Well, we do it to a certain point because of our values and beliefs. For right. instance, you know, I, I remember... There was a guy that I remember, and he was one of the guys that uh, really motivated me to own my life. And his name was Joe. He was a printer at uh, the place I worked at. He's a beautiful Islander guy. And he was loved by management because he would always say yes to overtime. Now, for me, as I started, I built and worked with him very closely. And I remember his physiology would change when management would come around the corner. And it was like, uh, it was almost like he was, he was, uh, I don't know, what, what, I don't know the word, it, it was almost like he was, helpless and they'd politely say hey listen joe we need you to work another shift through to six o'clock in the morning at three o'clock in the afternoon and i remember joe his eyes were not his physiology wasn't congruent with what he'd said and he would say yes but i could see his whole physiology like do you know what i mean Mm. and i thought how fucking sad Here's a guy who has a family, has a sense of uh, responsibility in providing for that family, but that's his life mm. each and every day of the week. Management love fucking Joe's. Hey, he's a good man. He's a fucking. We'll give him a gold watch at the end of it. You know what I mean? Mm. Fuck that. Mm. And for him, his values were about security. Fuck security, man. My number one value is freedom. And sometimes you've got to look at some of your values and go, hey, do they, are they really congruent? Do they serve me? Are they holding me back? I mean, what, what, because, you know, we have these values, we have these belief systems that support those values. You know, if I'm going to value my family, then I must provide for my family. That means that I must say yes to overtime every fucking time. Because if I don't, they won't like me and that mm. could... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I'm thinking, fuck that. I mean, my old man was the same. He did a six-day fucking week for years. Are you fucking serious? Fuck that. Mm. Like I said, if I added up my clinical hours... Mate, I do a two-day week. Dave, it's not about us throwing in the kitchen sink tomorrow, though, is it? Well, we can't because we're on lockdown. That's just stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess because you... you, I worked on that exit strategy, mate, and that took me one, two, three, three years. Love it. Of planning. Love it. Three years. Mate, uh, and and, and, uh, I I can tell you, uh, I worked my ass off. Fuck 
I, I, I was working those long hours. But the thing is, I was working those hours for a reason. I was working those hours for a vision, for a better option, not because of responsibility in a sense to the company, mm. but it was an end to a bigger it was a means to a bigger end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was it was a ticket. It was my ticket to freedom. I think that's the definition. I mean, what's the definition of insanity? Mm. It's doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Yeah. I mean, you think about this right now. How many people in this country get excited about Wednesday night and Saturday night? Because what's on? Lotto. Yeah. <laughs> fuck me, mate. <laughs> fuck if I'm going to rely on that. Now, I buy a lotto ticket by all means, but I'm not relying on lotto to create my future, mate. No way. Mm. You know, and like I said, go back to those basic things. I remember Jim Rohn talked about set goals. The second part for me was the biggest, and that was educating myself. Mm. That's where I spent and still spend to this day hours on educating myself. I spent years. I don't know. I, I, it was ironic because we were we were talking about books read, and a lot of the books that I've read, people constantly say, "Hey, Dave, you read this book?" No, I haven't. Uh, have, can you recommend some? Yes, I can, and most of them are out of print now because that's my era of when I went through that massive learning of mm. reading books. So it's just showing my age now. <laughs> so you, you know, I, I do think it, it's important that people get off their butts uh, and take responsibility in the sense that if you, you first must be the change you want to see in your life, you know, and if you can make that decision and then start creating, like I said, give yourself permission to dream, man, mm. you know. Now, doesn't guarantee you anything, but what it will do on that journey, you know, you might have a young guy who's dreaming to be uh, a rugby league star, and the reality is that he, he doesn't. But on that journey, if he's really working hard on building it, at least his ability to deal with it and make better decisions is because he's got a better mindset. Mm. The amount of guys that I've worked, um, you know, that, I, that I've worked with, but we talk about rugby league players, is a prime example where one minute they're on 400000 a year, next minute they're holding a stop-go sign-up Queensland somewhere. Mm. You know, it, pff, crazy. Just going, I'm going to take a second here because you've piled a lot in and I've loved yeah. every second of it. Um, I am going to give myself permission to think about what we've talked about and I'm going to give myself permission to, to continue this journey, you know, like, and I think I have in some ways the fact that we're talking, the fact that people are joining the chat and, yeah. and, and the fact that, like, ironically, our we don't have permission to go and do whatever we want because we're on lockdown. But that doesn't mean we don't. We should actually specifically give ourselves permission to become a stronger version of us mentally and physically. You think, you think uh, Nelson Mandela, mm. he was in prison, yes. but he, he yes. was free in his head. Yes. That, take this opportunity to sit down and design the rest of your life and look at what you ultimately want mm. and then start developing the plan towards it. Most people live from default, mate. They mm. would just get into routine. What are we doing Monday? I'm clocking in at the company at 6 a.m., baby. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And are you happy? Fuck no, I hate this job. Are you <laughs> serious? Do you know what I mean? I yeah. was one of those dudes, man. Now yeah. I pinch myself. Yeah. You know, it's nice to wake up in the morning and uh, have breakfast with my wife. Mm. When we talk about our goals, we're talking about what we're working on. Um, and then, you know, I go off into my bit, she does her bit. Mm. It's just, it's, there's no. There's no real pressure. Do you know what I mean? Now, sometimes pressure is a good thing because it can motivate people to, to operate and to move. Um, but again, for me, I'm at the, 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 the pressures that I create now are in my own personal uh, challenges with, you know, my training, my powerlifting, but also what I want to create for my next stage of retirement and early mm. retirement. Um, but... Retirement by definition, you know, I love what I do, mate. I'll never stop talking, you know, far out, mate. I, I'll be doing this until I'm 100. I keep having this picture in my mind that if I don't know what the future brings with lockdown and I don't know what the future brings with humanity, is it appropriate to go and give people a hug? But when I meet you in person, I want to give you a big hug because I think that's hilarious. Hang that, on, bro. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. And like the last person actually out of my little out of my little bubble that I gave a hug was Lance Burdett, and he's a crisis negotiator. We did a podcast what? pre-lockdown, and I was like, imagine if that's the last person outside of your bubble, because we actually yeah. don't know what the future yeah. is, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. it's kind of it's freaky, but it's kind of what cool. What a way to finish then, eh? Yeah, bro, because because this is it and it might be that the rest of our lives are spent talking like this and i think part of it is like so whatever we've got to carry on this is our new life absolutely it's it. our responsibility you know? and 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 we've got to work from home cool i'll do that and i'll have the best weeded garden and i'll probably learn how to look on youtube for how to do diy things and it's like the future we're we're built to adapt right and adapt to good things and bad things and i just hell bent bro on just continuing to develop this is the thing about human beings mate we are freaking good at adapting yeah you know uh, you know like i said principle of requisite variety mate Mm. most flexible person always wins so if you can adapt and be flexible with your thinking your business plan your business your mindset Mate, you'll adapt to any environment, mate. Yeah, bro. Let's keep in touch, man, and we'll, we'll do this for again sure. soon. Nice meeting you, mate. Thank yeah. you so much for your Cheers, time, brother. mate. And boom, there you go, team. Dave Neath. You gotta sometimes sit back after those big chats and just think, whoa, that was intense and awesome and extreme and wild and everything in between and everything externally and internally. And it's hard to know, it's hard to navigate which way's up and down. And I think part of the way we do it when there's so much information presented in these conversations is just turn the conscious mind off and let it sink into the subconscious. I believe we don't do that enough. We think if we don't get it as soon as we walk out or we're done, then we're done, but we're not. This is part of the slow burn. It sinks in, it seeps in, and it's awesome that it does that. It's awesome that we don't have to know exactly everything. It's about what we present, right? Like nutrition. 
you put it in and the body does the rest it doesn't say put the fats over here put the protein you know it does it and i think it's the same with this information so we just got delivered a million course meal mentally and it's up to us now to digest this so take time be kind uh, think about your thoughts like dave said and just let it blow your mind think about it like an extreme workout you're going to come back stronger okay team just before i wrap up here i just want to give a quick plug to my patreon page that's where i'm asking people to donate ten dollars a month i think it's ten dollars a month yeah ten dollars a month if you want to support me and this podcast (sighs) yep i just yawned (laughs) i always do something i can't keep it together when i'm trying to sell this when i'm trying to ask you for something my mind and body doesn't believe that I really want to and so I do weird things like yawn or fart or do something silly but at least it's at the end of the show where most people aren't listening all the way through unless you are a loyal please blow my mind listener if you want to support this guy me Will Fleming with 10 bucks a month as a donation please consider doing that via the Patreon page you'll find the links in wherever you find me in the podcast I would very much appreciate it okay team let's wrap up here <sighs> be kind to yourself be kind to your mind be kind to your body thank you everybody for blowing my mind and we will see you in the next episode <laughs>